0: Hello and welcome to episode 24 of the Two Button Crew podcast. This is Scott and I'm joined by one co-host today. How are you doing, Glenn?
1: I'm doing all right. How are you?
0: Good. Thanks for being my faithful podcast co-host. It looks like you've been on every single Two Button Crew podcast.
1: Uh no, uh not not no? quite. There are two um, OK, so there's one where my audio got uh, corrupted while trying That's to save right. the file and I had to be edited out, though. Interestingly, if you listen to it, there is one reference to something I said, but there's no context <laughs> to it. Like at one point, Simeon says something along the lines of I agree with Glenn on this yeah. matter, but well, I'm not in the maybe episode because i was said out. So <laughs> um, and then there's a I think the one on Kickstarter I, yes, that's yeah, it. I wasn't able to make it because um, I was spending the weekend with my family due to uh, graduating from uh, uh, grad school.
0: Yeah, that sounds like a horrible excuse.
1: Yeah, well, I, I remember you didn't tell me ahead of time that you were recording it without me. It's just sort of like, well, I can't make it this weekend. And then it's like, okay, I'm just going to record it and then tell Clint that I recorded it. <laughs>
0: oh, yes. Back then we were on a uh, monthly podcast release schedule. Now it's whenever we can make it. So thank you again for being here and for outlining the episode. It's a great topic about rumors, hype and disappointment, which should all be very familiar to all Nintendo fans, especially this year with E3 being canceled and a pretty slow trickle of first party releases and news. We're recording this at the end of August, where we just got through with two different presentations. A partner showcase, and I don't know what the other one was called. Indie Indie World, World. yeah. So they're you always they changing that name the branding from like, around.
1: Space World, like it's a reference to that.
0: I think that that is a more satisfying option than they just pulled it out of their booties. <laughs> so <laughs> I like your uh, instinct there, but we just got done with two. Largely disappointing presentations on Slack. Our general consensus was meh.
1: Mhm.
0: Yeah, meh's yeah. all around.
1: I mean, if if you were wondering why we didn't do 2 crew directs for those, it's just like <laughs> there wasn't wasn't anything interesting for us to talk about.
0: <laughs> yeah, we could have gone live, taken turns saying meh, and then shut down the stream. But yeah, we figured it we'd about save you a little minutes. bit of time.
1: So, what do you think about this announcement? <laughs> eh. yeah Yeah.
0: <laughs> so end of august beginning of september we're still waiting for whatever the planned e3 presentation was going to be if it even exists anymore in the world of uh, coronavirus and the apocalypse as you talked about in the last episode so oh, it's that an was odd so time for nintendo fans <laughs> yeah i listened to that you and simeon did a good job that was fun so let's talk about being disappointed which uh is a great topic for today for multiple reasons, isn't it?
1: Uh, yeah, uh, it's well. We've been dealing with it uh, a lot uh, as Nintendo fans, and uh, I, don't, I don't know if I should give too much inside baseball, but we're recording <laughs> this as a um, we're recording this as a, as a fallback for because uh, what we were going to record today, uh, the plan for that fell through.
0: Yeah. So that's disappointment. Yeah. All right, Glenn, where where should we head on first? All
1: right, so first and foremost, I think we need to establish what kind of rumors we're talking about. Uh so, we're we're not talking about like urban legends like um the, you know, the old L is real. Um what what were the numbers? It's like 2407 or something.
0: 2047, yeah.
1: Yeah, so um, we're we're not talking about that or getting the the uh, getting the Triforce and Ocarina of Time or any of those. Yeah, you notice how many of those are from like the N sixty four era.
0: I did notice, and I also noticed that our L is real video has been getting a ton of traction lately. Ever since the Nintendo Giga leak that showed Luigi plans for Luigi to be playable in Mario sixty four, people have been digging up our old episode we made about the L is real and commenting on it. So that's been fun.
1: Yeah. Interesting. Um uh, I, I think part of the uh reason that those um or like N sixty four errors is that once the internet really started taking off, it's it's been a lot easier to share information like debunk it and have in you know, especially with YouTube where you can have shows like uh what what was it? Um it it was originally uh, it's now it's uh, game sleuth, but um, game trailers had a series that was uh, pop fiction. That's what it was. Mm. Um, that really good series. Uh, they don't really game sleuth. They haven't like released a new episode in like ten months. But um, you know, I recommend you you go back and watch both of those if you're uh, into that sort of thing. But uh, yeah, so those aren't really. All, all that uh, prevalent anymore because of the internet and uh, you know there isn't you know as such there isn't really a whole lot to talk about there what we are talking about are going to be talking about is like rumors uh, and these are way more common now in the age of the internet because anyone can go onto a forum now and claim I have insider information from context and Nintendo, that you know, so we're talking about rumors about announcements and games that might be coming out, and you know, there was some of that back in the day, but uh, you know, like the Super Mario One Twenty Eight, where people would take things Miyamoto took, set out context or maybe he he misspoke or whatever. Um, but the it seems like we're we're hearing a lot of rumors here, uh, especially considering that people are desperate for information
0: yeah and unfortunately i've really come to hate the online culture around nintendo in the last couple of years i'll be quick to point out that two button crew fans are an exception because they are legitimately some of the kindest and best people on the internet that Simeon and i had the pleasure to run into in our long stint of making episodes every day just a faithful following that really had their head on straight but in general like twitter uh, comment sections on blogs like Go Nintendo or Nintendo Life—it's it got pretty ridiculous. And
1: oh yeah, and I—if if you want to know like where it's really bad, I went on to 4chan for like the first time here recently uh-oh. because there was um, <laughs> the the wiki that hosts the rules that uh, our tabletop RPG uh, podcast uses went down, and it's kind of an extension of 4chan. Yeah. And so I, I can't really repeat some of the things that were said, but you know, someone just asks a, a simple question like, "Hey, does anyone know what happened to Wiki to the Wiki and it immediately was just a deluge of uh, insults."
0: <laughs> yeah. But also with just reporting, we have like one journalist left in the gaming industry, and it's Jason Trier, and other than that, it just feels like fanboys that will report on anything, any rumor fabricated by anybody with a twitter account and these things will just get shared and they get clicked on too which i think is why anytime someone says this person on twitter just said a nintendo direct is coming up on friday it's reported as a rumor which i think is just irresponsible there's a a lack of respect for sources in the gaming industry these days
1: yeah and you know if if you want to like Report on a rumor. I I, I can kind of understand that, but you probably should do some actual research into it and like yeah. give a, an assessment like based on these factors, you know, here's why it's unlikely or you know it it might be possible, you know, but don't get your hopes up or whatever. But uh-huh. no, instead it's just kind of um, people playing telephone.
0: Those articles used to sound something like, a source close to the issue, reported anonymously that a Nintendo announcement would be coming up in a couple of days. And now it's somebody posted something online.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it is kind of kind of annoying. But I, I guess that um, leads into our, our next uh, point is, you know, how, how do we approach rumors and what do we think, uh, like, how do we react to when we hear a rumor and how do we process that information? What do we do with that?
0: You and I? Mm-hmm. Well, I try to not get my hopes up. If anything from following Nintendo has been taught to me over the years, it's keep the expectations low. So, whereas I would used to join in with the general Nintendo fan going like, okay, this is the one. This is the Nintendo Direct where my favorite character is going to be announced for Smash Bros. Or finally the next metroid game is going to come in this february nintendo direct or a mother game is finally going to be localized it's like those are all pretty pretty unfair to expect and here's the other thing that really helps me i think of a nintendo direct for what it is it's just a company marketing to me it's not a chance for all of my dreams to come true it's not it's not an exciting event in itself to me anymore. Uh, A Nintendo Direct is just how this company has chosen to communicate its marketing propositions to me as a customer. And so I don't get excited about the leak or rumor of an announcement for a Nintendo Direct. I don't get excited for an official Nintendo Direct email to my inbox by their PR firm I just wait to see what games they're actually announcing in it. And at that point I can be decide if I want to be excited for those individual games or not, because, uh, just like I wouldn't get excited for a commercial coming on TV for any certain product or anything like that. It's, it is a company trying to sell me things. And a lot of the time I'm not interested in them if they're, you know, super Japanese or of one of the many genres that I don't intend to play.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I think um, my general approach is taking everything with a grain of salt. Like,
0: uh-huh.
1: the, the I I do pay attention to them just because it's interesting to me what people are what people come up with. Um. So, but I, I I don't really believe it. It's like yeah, I'll believe it when I see it. You know, nothing you hear and only half the things you see and all that. Uh, so it's it's one of those things where, um when I I hear it, it's like, okay, now I know not to be surprised if that happens, but I'm still not really expecting it to happen. I just know that that's a possibility now.
0: Something that has tended to be more correct over the years are console rumors. Those are surprisingly accurate, even though they're a much bigger deal than just an individual game announcement. So sometimes I will look at the console rumors and use those to inform buying decisions. Like, should I buy the 3DS XL? Probably not, because there's rumors about a new model, so I can hold off on that. And I'm in kind of a similar situation with the Switch right now, where I've used over a 1,000 hours on my launch Switch, and I could use the V2, the one with the, it's not bigger battery, but it's bigger battery life because of a more efficient processor. So I've kind of wanted to like sell my launch one after buying a new one and transferring it over and stuff. But I'm just holding off because there are rumors that a new revision is around the corner. And for whatever reason, those seem more reliable than the game ones.
1: I, I would assume because um, hardware is just innately um, kind, kind of a bigger... Endeavor, and so it's, yeah. it's probably harder to keep that all uh, under wraps because you have right. to communicate with the uh, the people who produce the hardware, and then the people who assemble it. And so it's easier for a memo to slip out. Um, also, hard hardware is one of those things that it, it takes a long time to do hardware. Like I, I would not be surprised if like Nintendo started work immediately on trying to conceptualize the Switch's successor as soon as the Switch came out
0: that's historically how they've done every one of them
1: mm-hmm. so
0: yeah and with components coming from multiple manufacturers that's also a way that information can come out as well it's so outsourced so it's hard to prevent all of the leaks
1: right but so when when you hear a rumor does that does that ruin the surprise when you if it turns out to be true do you think that that all all the rumors circulating around and paying attention to rumors causes uh maybe makes it harder to enjoy the uh the surprise announcements and when something good actually does get announced
0: yeah absolutely i remember like leaked photos from e3 show floors so you would see all the displays and then tune in for the presentation the next day and kind of already know about everything i think that nintendo fans really do themselves a disservice by circulating rumors and leaks because if you want to be excited about something i think the most effective way is being surprised so why are we so bent on ruining surprises for ourselves i don't know
1: it's like wanting to open your presents before christmas it's like part part of the part of the excitement is that you have to wait for a very specific uh time to, yeah to do that you know so that's that's one of those things where i I never really understood people are like ah you know just give it to me whenever it's like no
0: people are pretty uptight about spoilers these days for stories when a new star wars movie comes out or marvel movie comes out spoilers are pretty locked down and i don't know why the same thing isn't true here i mean it's a different animal but shouldn't the sentiment be similar
1: yeah. Um, so this goes back to what I said is that, you know, I, I don't really expect expect rumors to be true, but it does yeah. kind of prime me to say, okay, I'm not going to be surprised when this is announced. Mm-hmm. And so that does kind of ruin It's like, oh, well, the rumors were true. They, Nintendo is making this thing or whatever.
0: So we can complain about the people that do this and, and circulate these articles and things like that, but uh, we are responsible for our response, right? So are we? if we want to, are we able to prevent ourselves from being spoiled? Uh, for me, that would involve a lot of unfollowing certain people on Twitter, and it would involve not checking websites like the ones I mentioned, you know, the Nintendo blogs that are ran by people that do this full-time. And uh, I think that I would be pretty bored because I check those sites multiple times a day. And the Nintendo fandom and the gaming industry, like, that's my hobby, my main one. So it kind of just comes with the territory. If I was to not check those things to avoid spoilers, I'd be missing out on... A lot of other aspects of the fandom, which I just don't think is a a sacrifice that I want to make. So, um, unfortunately, I don't think I could really avoid the spoilers without avoiding the fandom as a whole. I mean, that's not even to mention podcasts, the Nintendo podcast that I listen to, like Nintendo Voice Chat and whatnot at IGN. I mean, rumors are just part of the news cycle and part of the segments of their show. So i think the answer is no for me what about you
1: well i don't listen to a, a ton of podcasts i don't listen to uh, or really go on to the nintendo blogs all that often so um, really
0: yeah uh, I th- how do you get your news
1: mostly through youtube and okay. even then like youtube it, it's one of those things where you'll probably see the headline that says oh there's this rumor out like you can avoid listening to the specifics of it because yeah you know, sometimes the the uh, video title doesn't really give you a whole lot to go off of. Um, but yeah,
0: but a lot of times it does.
1: Yeah. A lot of times it does. So I think even channels like, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I, I think you definitely can avoid rumors. Um, like I said, I do have like just kind of a you know, I don't want to say uh, I, I listen to it in the sense that like I'm I'm actively you know it's like oh I gotta know I gotta know what's coming. Like, <laughs> no, for me it's just sort of like yeah okay I've got like two minutes to spare. What 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 cockamamie story have you have you come up with this time? <laughs> um, you know, it's it's sort of like uh, sort, I don't know. I guess at this point it's sort of like going to uh, those satire sites like the the Babylon Bee or the Onion or whatever. Mm-hmm.
0: But um, but even channels that used to be historically like research based or analysis, like Game Explain, they're just totally into news. And part of that is rumors. Yeah. So, are there channels that you go to for just strictly news? On uh,
1: no, not really. Like if I want to know news, or basically most of the announcements I get are what Nintendo posts on YouTube. Like, I'll I'll see a trailer, and it's like, oh, okay, that looks interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, Or, like, I'll see a Game Explained video video that's, like, um, suggested to me by YouTube. Yeah. Um, So, I would say, yeah, if you keep... If you want to stay informed about everything that's going on, no, you can't really avoid it, because we, for whatever reason, have decided that rumors are newsworthy. Yep. Um, And I don't... I, I, I'm kind of with you I, I don't think that's that's really right because um, you know that I, I don't think hearsay should be considered news like you you should like do some research into stuff and try to establish things um, like establish the facts
0: the other thing it does is sets us up for longer wait cycles because the sooner we learn about a product the longer we have to wait for it and right. it's been really nice. Nintendo kind of almost shadow dropping some games. I mean, we learned about Samus Returns a couple months before it came out. We learned about Paper Mario the Origami King a couple months before it came out. So that's ideal to me. Just learning about a game and being able to play it in a couple of months without an agonizingly long wait like it has been for Metroid Prime 4 or something like that, We're I think Breath is of the a good thing. Too. Exactly. So, so I think... Breath of the
1: Wild 2 is fun watching everyone just, like, wildly <laughs> speculate about um, yes. what could possi- possibly happen there. So just the, the of amount of fodder it's... for the, like, theorizing <laughs> channels is, is fun to watch. I, I admit, I, I keep up with that a lot more than I keep up with actual rumors. It's just uh-huh. like, okay, so... Uh, what, what... <laughs> I don't know. It's one of those things where I feel bad. Like, I feel like I'm hyping myself up for Breath of the Wild too, And I know I'm. that's, that's what happened with the first one. I was kind of disappointed <laughs> with the first one.
0: So. And of course, it's going to be a launch game for the Switch Pro with 4K graphics and glasses-free 3D and everything you could ever want. Well, yeah, so I just think, why have the need to learn about a product so early? It's going to be far from complete if we learn about it through a leak or a rumor. And wouldn't it be much better to learn about it just a couple of months before it comes out and you'll be able to see the trailer and see what it's actually like, because that way you get your hopes up less about what the product isn't. Imagine if we had been discussing what Paper Mario for the Switch was going to be back in 2019, we would be talking about what kind of partner characters we wanted what kind of battle system we wanted mm-hmm. and then would have just been completely blindsided by the circular battle system and i think that the people's taste in their mouth about paper mario would be a lot worse than it is now
1: oh mm-hmm. uh, yeah for sure um that that's one of the things about um incomplete information is people have a tendency and we'll talk about this in a second but people have a tendency to fill in the blanks
0: Mm-hmm. Um, with what they want. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I guess that actually just leads right into our next point is, um, you know, the the nature of hype and disappointment. So, um, why well, why do you think people get hyped for uh, with rumors? You know, it's like that. Hey, you know, some random person who allegedly has a track record. Uh, yeah, said this thing. And then everybody's like, oh, okay, you know, that this this is going to happen. And also the fact that, like, you have a bunch of other people who just sort of jump on the bandwagon, and it's sort of like, well, maybe they just thought that this is a good idea, so if everyone keeps saying it, <laughs> yeah, we kind of well. convince ourselves that something's true. Like, uh, at the time of this recording, there's this, you know, there's a rumor going around, I'm sure you've heard it, about um, a Super Mario 3D collection. Mm-hmm. Um, And, you know, maybe maybe they'll announce it tomorrow and this will be really out of date. But, um, you know, there's no evidence that it actually exists other than people on the Internet saying, uh, yeah, I've totally heard that this is real. It's like, well, where would you hear that from some person on (laughs) uh, Twitter or.
0: Well, the evidence against it is that Nintendo has consistently been able to put out ports to the switch at full price. $60 $60 for Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze, $60 for Poken Tournament, $60 for everything coming from the Wii U, and now the expectation is that they're going to just generously pack in some of Mario's best games ever, remaster them into HD, and sell them all for one low price? It's kind of ridiculous. The only other time we've gotten something like that, All-Stars... Was on Wii, and those were eight-bit and sixteen-bit games, just completely old. Although now that I say that, I do remember a fun fact that Super Mario Sunshine is older now than Super Mario Bros. was when Sunshine came out. So mm-hmm. I guess that I guess the games they're talking about bundling are pretty old, but I, I still think that we'll we'll be ripped off more than that. Uh, to answer your question about why we get hyped and disappointed i will go back to a video simeon and i made five years ago almost which is still very relevant about nintendo directs and overhype and simeon said that he thinks a lot of hype just comes from fans not understanding the way nintendo works so they are a japanese company they are a weird company they're a very conservative company that plays things safe but all the time as nintendo fans In North America, we think we understand the obvious choice that they should make. They should obviously put Shovel Knight in Smash Bros. They should obviously announce the next Metroid game. I mean, he he
1: is, just not as a playable character.
0: Well, it would be an obvious choice for him to be a playable character. And Simeon points out that a lot of times they just do things for publicity. They go with Corrin in Smash Bros. instead because they want to promote Fire Emblem. Mm -hmm. Or just because Sakurai is a Fire Emblem fanboy. Uh, Or they put in Cloud because that's going to get more people from different platforms to come over and play their game on Nintendo system. uh, Or they'll just do something completely off the wall like Wii U because they want to ride on the back of the Wii's success instead of doing something new and original. So he says that Nintendo is going to surprise us, and that's not necessarily in a good way. Nintendo is going to be old-fashioned, which is true. They've been in the gaming industry basically since it was conceived, but they're over 140 years old as a company. Um, Nintendo is going to go out on a limb that will probably collapse in an embarrassing manner, and uh, fans just tend to have unrealistic expectations overall. So those were Simeon's thoughts on it five years ago. I think they still ring true.
1: Yeah, definitely. I I think there's... Um, what, one of the things you touched on there is there's a lot of wishful thinking that goes on with Nintendo mm-hmm. fans. Um, you know Nintendo is one of those there is kind of a mystery, sort of a, a mystique, if you will, to Nintendo because um, they have this weird, you know, you say they're a very conservative company, Really, they have this weird duality where they're like super conservative in some regards and then they'll just go completely out on a limb yeah
0: they will i think it depends on how they're doing in the market like they get successful and comfortable and then play conservative but then when their plan isn't working out like gamecube or wii u they're like all right we have to invent something now
1: you know you you say gamecube like it's conservative the gamecube if you look at the actual games it was a weird time for nintendo like super mario sunshine if you line it up with the other mario games it's a weird game yeah so i'm not really sure the gamecube i, I was think
0: thinking console wise i was thinking gamecube is a conservative console and then they really branched out creating the wii with motion controls yeah and then definitely the the wii u wasn't enough of a risk and they had to do a lot more research and development to make it something successful in the form of the switch mm-hmm. yeah
1: yeah and i think definitely yeah that's that's a fair assessment
0: Well, I have this vision in my mind that I've tried to tell people and some people agree with me, some people don't, but I think every other Nintendo console is revolutionary and the ones in between those are iterative. So see if you agree with this philosophy overall, NES revolutionary. It was having arcade games in your home. People went wild for it. The SNES was an iteration of that where they introduced better graphics and more buttons on Mm -hmm. the controller. The Nintendo 64 was revolutionary because it brought four player, multiplayer, a crazy controller. It took us into the third dimension with polygonal graphics. That was revolutionary. The GameCube was an iteration where it was again, four player, multiplayer, better graphics, more buttons on the controller, but didn't really introduce a new way to play. The Wii introduced a new way to play. It was revolutionary because of motion controls and bringing in a whole new audience to gaming the wii u was an iteration as the name suggests of the wii where it brought better graphics with the jump to hd more buttons on the controller and more ways to play but not really a new way to play you could even play with the old wii controllers and everything and the switch was revolutionary because it merged handheld and console gaming and uh changed the way that we play so that's my thoughts i think that the next nintendo console will be an iteration on the switch because they have a successful formula so they'll probably just improve on what they have
1: yeah probably um i I think that's a fair assessment uh you know when you explain it like that it makes a lot of sense do you think that holds true with the uh the game boys and the handheld line or
0: probably not the i think that the Ones that are revolutionary are each time the name changes, and then they just have a slew of minor Yeah, well, I iterations. mean, if you don't
1: count the Game Boy Color, if you lump that in with the Game Boy, that would be uh, Game Boy and Game Boy Color, then Game Boy Advance, which is the iteration, then the DS, mm-hmm. which would be the revolutionary mm. thing with the touchscreen, then the 3DS, which is an iteration, then the Switch.
0: Okay. Yeah. Don't forget the game and watches, though.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, I guess maybe those, (laughs) if you count Game & Watch, then that would break the pattern because Game & Watch was revolutionary, and then you have the Game Mm -hmm. Boy, which was also revolutionary.
0: Yeah. Pretty close, though. So I know I've already talked a little bit about how I manage expectations with thinking of Nintendo Directs as basically marketing and stuff like that, but what other tips can we give people who are tired of being disappointed
1: uh, well, I'd say the first thing is be realistic. Um, so, like, I don't think that Nintendo's going to release a new open-world Chibi-Robo game, especially given uh, the state of their uh, developer, Skip. Uh, it's They seem to be at... I don't think we've gotten word that they've affo- officially closed down, but it, it looks kind of that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, keep... keep Try, keep in mind what's um, realistic, so some series just don't sell well historically, so they're probably not going to get um, a sequel. So, you know, we haven't seen Kid Icarus in a long time, we haven't seen F-Zero in a long time. Uh, it punch would be great. Out. Yeah, Punch-Out. It would be great if we saw new games in those series, but you know, don't... It's It's been like a Um, what, anywhere between five years and almost two decades for a lot of those games. So, So
0: have a little bit more of a business mindset, like think about what makes financial sense for Nintendo. Right. I mean, I'm kind of shocked that Metroid is still a franchise. If you look at those sales, I mean, for example, the best Metroid games sell a million, and Animal Crossing sold 22 million on the Switch in 3 months. So, for them to cater to the Metroid fan base is kind of an act of grace in my mind. Like we we the people that play Metroid, the most core of hardcore Nintendo fans love it as a series, but I don't think it makes financial sense for them to have been working on Metroid Prime 4 this long. And to scrap the development of it, I mean, uh, I think that that's just thanks to them having enough money to throw around and not worry about the return as much.
1: Yeah, um, you know, honestly, I've been like going back, uh, looking at the Chibi Robo series um, here. I before Paper Mario came out, I was replaying the uh, the GameCube game, and honestly, when I look back and it's like I am so being realistic is, is great, but it doesn't. Always work with Nintendo, like you said, with like Metroid. Mm. Like, I'm looking back and it's like the Cheap Robo series has five games in it. Yeah. I mean, for such a weird series that really has only a cult following and like a small one at that, um, it's honestly shocking to me that the game, the series got five games uh, in the first place.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have a couple more tips too. So, One would be player backlog, like stop being so concerned about what is being developed and what's coming out each month and eliminate that backlog. I've been doing that all of 2019 because we podcasted about it Mm -hmm. and because there have been so few releases from Nintendo. So I picked up the big ones like Animal Crossing and Paper Mario, but I have been mostly playing games that I purchased and just never got around to and that is a lot of fun. There is so much out on Switch. I think I have 15 games on my wish list right now, and you probably have at least that. And um, Actually, my just... wish
1: list is pretty small. <laughs> <laughs> I was
0: about to clarify that I was speaking to a listener. Uh, uh, okay. I've seen people on Facebook sharing that they have, like, 250 games on their wish list. So the the production of new games could stop, and we would still be set. So just practicing a little bit of contentment with, like, Let me play the games I've already bought. Let me enjoy those. Let me play my backlog. Uh, Play some interesting things on Nintendo Switch Online. I beat Super Metroid for the first time just this year because there was not much coming out. So that's a lot of fun. And my second tip is like it. Uh, Get another console. If you have the financial means to be a multi-platform gamer, that can really help with uh, disappointment in, in Nintendo. So I've had a PS4 for a year and a half now. It's been great you get twice the nintendo directs when you have that because you can watch their state of plays which are the same exact thing. So if you're disappointed by a state of play, then you have a direct in a couple of weeks to look forward to and vice versa. So just helps fill in some of those gaps when you have when you look at everything that you have to play, not just what's in the works.
1: Yeah, certainly and with like a you know, Steam also. And if mm-hmm. you like want to get maximum coverage for only with only two systems, I would highly recommend going Nintendo because Nintendo has the first party games and you can't get mm-hmm. those anywhere else. Uh, and then going with a, a good gaming uh, PC, or for well, sure. you don't even need a like a super high end one. I think mine. Um, Initially, costed like six hundred and fifty dollars to assemble myself, um, and I later upgraded the graphics card because I was using a hand-me-down one. Uh, okay. But, yeah, so you know, and that's that's over a period of time, and I used my uh, uh, tax rebates for that mostly.
0: Nice. But um, yeah, and Epic Game Store is a Steam competitor that gives away free games all the time, so I'm amassing a collection on Epic Game Store. I don't have a computer good enough to play the games yet, but maybe someday I will. So mm-hmm. that's a great alternative. And a lot of what you'll find on Steam and Epic Game Store are the popular indies that also come to Switch. So yeah, that's a and, great alternative. Uh, I know
1: like a few of the uh, games that we've actually reviewed for the channel, we didn't actually get the Switch version. Um, yeah. We got the Steam version. So they're... Which is always kind of tricky, because it's like, uh, how, how do I review this? Like, I can't mention any bugs or anything, because that may be platform-specific.
0: Yes, you review it with full disclosure. <laughs> uh,
1: I don't think I did that um, for, uh, for the, the one that I have on Steam. The, oh, I, really? I think I've only done one Steam game uh, review, personally, but I know, that, like, um, the, the rest of the team has done a few. T V T is a fraud. <laughs> But uh, what I would say about managing expectations is: do not fill in the blanks. Mm-hmm. Um, do not uh, do do not make assumptions because that I see that's what people do is they hear something and they extrapolate on it, and so they say like, what in the ca- okay I'll give a classic example: Pikmin Four, and everyone's like, oh Pikmin Four, you know it's it's in the works, uh, Nintendo's working on it. We just you know it's probably having a troubled development. We just don't know what. What's going on with it? And it's like, do we actually know Pikmin 4 is in development? Because when Miyamoto first mentioned Pikmin 4, Hey Pikmin had been announced yet, and then it was announced shortly (laughs) afterward. And so I don't think I've ever heard like a rock-solid, compelling case that no, Pikmin 4 is actually a a mainline entry. Like, I I, Mm -hmm. there's a part of me that honestly believes that. Well, okay, I don't know for sure, so actually I, I will not say that I believe one way or the other, but um, I, I think it's quite possible he was talking about Hey, Pikmin.
0: Well, Nintendo reps...
1: And if I'm wrong, please cor- uh, correct me in the comments, because I, I want to believe.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree with what you're saying, and Nintendo reps just historically promote the games that are coming out. Even if we see them as side entries or kind of half-efforts that don't really satisfy what we're waiting for. Nintendo reps don't talk about the games that way. Like, hey, Pikmin is coming out. You're going to love it. You want to pre-order it right now. You can get it, you know, pre-download it on the 3DS eShop and let your Pikmin dreams come true. Uh, Nintendo reps aren't honest about when they know a game is coming out that isn't going to hit, like, a mainline entry. I mean, their job is to promote it. So I think Miyamoto was definitely talking about Hey, Pikmin.
1: Yeah, and uh, other examples more recently is uh, we've heard a lot of rumors like, oh, Nintendo's going to have some sort of direct events. Like as of this recording, I think we had that. Yeah, we mentioned that we had one a few days ago. Um, And so people say, oh, Nintendo's thinking about doing a direct sometime this week. And you know, everyone's like, oh, finally, it's it's time for the big full fat Nintendo direct. Uh, Full fat, yeah. And it's like, well, no, it's th- just because they're going to announce something doesn't mean, and you know, it was a, a partner direct showcase, which and now
0: so- means they're stockpiling all their big announcements to launch with the Switch Pro next year in March. That's people's <laughs> interpretation.
1: <laughs> yeah, and so people keep filling in the blanks, and it's like, no, we only have so much information available to us, um, and mm-hmm. rumors may not even necessarily be good information. So first of all, don't believe everything you hear uh and secondly don't fill in the blanks okay acknowledge yeah. the blanks and go okay we, you know the rumor says that Nintendo might announce something this week so it could be a partner direct it could be it could be anything they could just drop a trailer on uh <laughs> on twitter and be done with it it's or youtube yeah. or wherever they yeah
0: and remember coronavirus too i mean covid-19 will affect production pipelines for at least a year and development is not what it used to be when everybody was in the same office working from home i think is more productive in some ways but in other ways i think that we will see releases pushed out for quite a long time
1: yeah and um you know it's it's especially uh that's spe- from what i understand that's especially disruptive in japan because they're um, kind of their office culture is different. Like here in America, everyone has some sort of um, personal computer, more or less. Yeah. Um. At least everyone who would have like an office job. Uh, in Japan, from what I understand, that's not really super common. Um, a lot of people their only, like, only computer that they own is their phone.
0: Okay, so let's say you ignored all of our helpful advice and you end up disappointed. You watched Nintendo Direct. Your dream character was not announced for Smash Bros. I have a dear friend, Mark, who every time a Nintendo Direct is happening, he wants Geno for Smash Bros. And he finds, he finds the pattern in the stars spelling out the fact that Geno is going to be announced whether that's Square Enix uploading a certain song to their YouTube or colors in the background of a Sakurai video. I mean, p- sometimes people see what they want to see and they end up disappointed. What do you do at that point?
1: So is, is he like the guy with the Pepe Silvia board in the background, that meme? <laughs>
0: yes, <laughs> that's, I, that's actually him. Uh, his name is Mark. <laughs> and I love him, but uh, he... I I feel bad for him when that happens because it's a long shot every time.
1: Well, as, as we've already stated, um, prevention is the best cure. So step Mm -hmm. one, number one, don't get your hopes up, (laughs) you know, pay, you know, pay attention to what has been announced and what has been stated and take it as literally as possible. Um, Secondly, we've already touched on this. Uh, if nothing interests you, remember what you have. You know, it, gaming is—it's um, maturing as an art form, and there's so many things out there that so many classics you can go back and check out. Or um, if you're like us, you probably have a lot of games that you own or are on your wish list that you haven't gotten around to yet. So just spend some time enjoying um, what is already available to you.
0: Yep. We have an embarrassment of riches with games to play. So I'm down to seven on my backlog, Glenn.
1: I wish I could claim that. (laughs) My backlog has not been going particularly well. Um,
0: So you haven't been taking this advice this year.
1: The the problem is, one, I have uh, a million other things that I want to do. And the other thing is that whenever I finish one game, I just sort of... Spend a week debating which is the next game I want to start on. Really, <laughs> um, it, it's gotten better because I had a lot of games that I bought with a lot of old games I bought with the sole intent of, oh, maybe I can write an article on this. And then I, I've kind of realized I don't have to write a blog article on you know every game I play. Yeah. So um, that's that's been a bit of a weight off my shoulders, and it's like, okay, if this game's good enough for me to write a blog article on it, then I'll I'll talk about it. But
0: yeah. It's got to earn your time. Well, anything else you want to say on this topic, Glenn?
1: Well, I guess what I would just say is uh, lastly, always try to look on the, the bright side of things. Try to look for the silver lining. Um, you know, just because the big announcement that you wanted uh, wasn't announced, uh, that doesn't necessarily mean that there wasn't um, anything worth paying attention to announced. Um, and you know, and related, note, also understand that you're not the center of the universe. These uh, announcements aren't made specifically with you in mind. So um, just because you're not excited about anything that's uh, coming out uh, in the near, you know, that that was announced, um, you know, someone else might be. And so you know, just learn learn to be happy for uh, other people who are uh, who who get something that they can be excited about.
0: Yes. So, once again, I would like to request from our listeners that they tell us who they are. Make yourself known. If you're listening on YouTube, drop a comment. If you're listening on our website, drop a comment. We would love to interact with you more and uh, let us know who we're talking to, because sometimes it feels like the void, but you are out there. Sometimes so. it's
1: like uh, putting messages in bottles and just chucking it into the ocean. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like in Animal Crossing for the GameCube I wrote so many of those And I think they didn't go anywhere
1: (laughs) Do you know how that worked? Uh, No, because I I don't even remember that feature
0: (laughs) I would spend so much time Also just writing letters to my villagers Because I think naive me really believed that They were comprehending what I was writing And that it would improve my relationship with them (laughs) So sad
1: I think I did that once um, Uh when the villagers said they might be moving away and I wrote them a a short letter. It's like, uh, you know, I'd I'd miss you if you leave. And they actually, Uh they sent me a response. It's like, oh, your letter was so heartfelt. And it's like, wait, (laughs) does the game actually know like what to look for to know that I'm trying to be encouraging or something? Like, are there certain keywords? And yeah, yeah, have I always been like, a, a geek that tries to reverse engineer games because now that I think of it, that's probably not a normal thought process. It's like, how does the game probably know? Is, is it responding to that? Is that generic? How does the game know that I'm trying to be nice to this character? Does it look for hey, specific if, keywords?
0: <laughs> if you want to pick up the original Animal Crossing and do some tests and write a blog article, I would not stop you. That's all I'm saying.
1: Oh, good heavens, no. I don't have that kind of time. <laughs>
0: Well, thank you so much for I, I don't time. even
1: play New Horizons anymore. Yeah. I, I, I never got KK on the island. and never got to see the credits.
0: Boo! <laughs> well, thank you for the time that you did spend on the podcast with me today. Very interesting topic, and I appreciate the chat. Mm-hmm. All yeah, right. this Thanks is something that I everybody. thought was
1: uh, very topical, uh, because we've been dealing with a lot of uh, hype uh And disappointment so yeah just hopefully this this will help you navigate the rest of the year because I I hate to be pessimistic but I don't think we're getting a big announcement this year at least maybe maybe in like December or something but I I think what happened is Nintendo basically um, cut up their uh, their Nintendo Direct and now they're sprinkling it I'm not sure sprinkling is the word I want to use, but you know, they're Drip
0: feeding. I don't know.
1: They're uh, slowly disseminating it across uh, the, the rest of the year. Yeah. Spacing it out.
0: Well, listeners, now, you know, all of our tricks go out, be empowered, prevent disappointment. And the worst case scenario, the worst thing that could possibly happen is that you're pleasantly surprised by announcements in the future. So to me, that's a win. Mm -hmm. enjoy be surprised play your games that you own and we'll talk to you on the next episode bye everybody
1: bye